Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone and welcome to our second episode of the week uh, where we are joined by Danny to talk about the Screwed Up Moments podcast. So it's quite exciting to talk to fellow podcasters and he will relate some stories of people that he's interviewed and it's quite interesting. I, uh, as I've said before, have experienced depression and anxiety, uh, still do a fair amount. So Although we, we talk about a variety of mental illnesses, which I haven't experienced, I feel in, in some ways I have a, a little bit of an insight, I guess, into mental illness. And uh, Danny will say that he has not had that experience. So it's quite interesting to have uh, an outsider perspective of someone who is listening to stories that people are sharing and talking about the impact that hearing those stories has had on him. Because we are sort of delving more into sharing mental illness experiences and this week we're quite on that with our episode on Monday about bipolar disorder. This week we talk or this episode we talk about psychosis a little bit. So there'll be some people listening who maybe haven't had any mental illness experience. So hopefully when you're listening to these episodes you are getting things out of them as well. So I think it's really interesting for Danny to share his experience and and what he's got out of hearing these stories. So that's the episode that we'll dive into in a bit. But I just wanted to check in and say hi and um, see how you're all doing in this new normal where we're on lockdown, where we're having to self-isolate, which is something that can be difficult for all of us and particularly people who are experiencing mental ill health because connection is, is one of those things that can be really beneficial. Being outside, moving can be really therapeutic so it it can be difficult when you have to be on lockdown and I think the UK government one of the reasons that we're allowed out is for exercise and I have been pleased to see a big focus on mental health and the benefits of still remaining connected virtually and moving being talked about at, at a higher level. I hope you are still finding opportunities to do the things that boost your own mental well-being in uh, in whatever way you can. I'm still doing my CrossFit but from the comfort of my own home via Zoom which is interesting but it's something as I've talked about that is really beneficial for my mental health so really important for me to find a way to adapt and still be able to do it. What's interesting over the next couple of months most of the interviews that we'll be sharing were recorded before we were in lockdown, quite a few of them before COVID-19 was even on our radar. So it's quite interesting now listening back through them and and editing them because, yeah, they're in in quite a different space. So um, hopefully, you know, the, the recommendations that people are making are still ones that we can adapt and and put in place and still relevant in some way. This week has been uh, an interesting week for me adapting to working from home. Although I say adapting, actually, I am uh, an introvert. So in some ways, it feels fairly normal to be at home. And I actually have been connecting more with people than I normally would, which has been nice. But again, for me, managing my mental well-being, one of them is just being mindful of how much social contact I have because it's something that can leave me feeling drained and overwhelmed. So 
for me, it's a, a bit of that balance. But I just wanted to mention two of our previous podcast guests who I have been catching up with this weekend and actually attending workshops virtually, of course, um, and also because of the distance, because they're both based in Canada. <laughs> um, but I have attended a Confidence at Work webinar hosted by Jess, who joined us in episode 19, talking about soft skills. And so that was really, really beneficial to uh, learn about some of the confidence lies that we tell ourselves. And I am definitely guilty of, of some of those and to get some really good tips about boosting confidence. So if that is something, Confidence at Work, that is an issue for you then definitely check out some of jess's courses at lightupwork.com again i'll I'll put links in the show notes to that as well Uh, and i also did a course run by natalie christina and natalie if you've listened from the beginning of the first series natalie was our first ever guest in our second episode so it was lovely to kind of catch up with her and she is going to be back on the podcast in April so look out for that as well so episode two was Natalie and it was all about romantic partnerships the the course that I did yesterday about finding alignment and romantic partnerships so it's a lot of looking into your relationships and what you really need in them and coming up with practical strategies or practical action points you could take forward whether you're in a partnership or not to really I guess strengthen that connection or to really show up as yourself and and get what you need from relationships so that was again really enjoyable to catch up with another familiar face Uh, so if relationships is something that you are finding tricky at the moment particularly being on lockdown and, and constantly in the same space then definitely check out Natalie and again I'll put a link to that but I'm gonna dive in to this week's episode with Danny and I will be back afterwards to share some helpful information about psychosis which is one of the things that is mentioned in the episode and you know us we like to give you information so we're sharing some stuff at the end so stay tuned for that but here we go let's just dive in to our conversation. Hi everyone, I'm really excited to welcome this week's guest, Danny, to the podcast. Danny, welcome. Um, and if you could introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about you, that would be great. Yeah, uh, thanks, Anna, for having me on. So my name is Danny, and I currently run a podcast production business called Fable Productions that started in Singapore in October of last year. So the whole journey itself is uh pretty long so I won't dig into too deep into that but basically I fell in love with podcasts when I was in university started one before my postgraduate job as an auditor at KPMG then discovered after two years of working in public accounting that I really really hated it (laughs) and I just couldn't see myself doing this for another you know 30 to 40 years so I left to pursue a passion in podcasting and so now I aim to help other people get into or produce their own podcasts. Amazing. I mean, I'm definitely um, obsessed with podcasts as well. I'm um, a big fan. And then obviously, here we are (laughs) on Mm -hmm. my podcast as well. And you also run your own, or I, I don't know what the correct term is for it, but you have your own podcast as well, don't you? Yeah. So, um, I have I have several, but uh, okay. the one that uh, 
Yeah, so the one that I started off with was this local show called uh, Economical Rice Podcast, where I talked about uh, local economics in Singapore. Uh, but then since I've moved on to Fable Productions, uh, I've been re- pretty busy helping. Uh, I've been busy working with this uh, social enterprise called Happiness Initiative to develop this show called Screwed Up Moments. So it started as a, initially as a live speaker event. So basically the idea was at each event, three speakers would come up, share uh, like the worst moments they've had in their lives and, and how they overcame it. So I was sitting in the the audience listening to these events and it was so moving and so captivating that eventually I, I worked up the, the, the courage to just uh, speak to the, the organizers and tell them, hey, you should have this on a podcast. And then they're like, you know, oh, but we don't know anything about podcasts. What are podcasts? And then I was like, oh, okay, it, it's fine. I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you do all the work. Just get these guests on. I want to share their story. And so, yeah. That's how the the Screwed Up Moments podcast was uh, was was uh, born. Amazing, and I think that's a really um, an interesting angle to start with, isn't it? The the what was it? The worst moment, the worst thing that's happened to them. Because I think sometimes we we don't maybe like to talk about the worst moments, but I think stories generally are so powerful, aren't they? And if you're sharing how you've overcome something, I think if you're listening to that, it's very moving. It's very inspiring, isn't it? And I guess that's how you felt when you were in the audience and, and um, yeah. hearing. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's kind of strange because on the surface, it's a bit uh, macabre, isn't it? Because mm. it's like <laughs> the, the, the theme and the topic is like screwed up moments. It's like almost as if uh, the if you're... If you're sort of asking about like what's the value of coming to an event like this, people on the surface might think, oh, you're just there because you like to hear misery or something like that. But um, and and even when I was doing the show and interviewing these people, I I've had so many doubts and and so many so many internal debates with myself about like should I really be sharing all these personal details, how they felt in these worst moments? It, it seems a bit something about it seems a bit a, a bit strange, a bit weird, right? But mm-hmm. I think at the at the end of it, the what always kept me going was that um, there was always this I think underlying thread of of hope and resilience. Mm-hmm. That I thought was just it, it. It's like you said, people don't uh, like to talk about you know these moments, and uh, that that that's why I thought screwed up moments the, as as a speaker series was so uh, attractive to me in the first place because like you know we're in a society or in society in Facebook or Instagram where people like to just boast about their own achievements or talk talk up about you know where they've gone where they've gone the people they've met you know how much money they have. Here you have mm-hmm. a platform that says here we we know we know that everyone has failed or screwed up at some point in their lives here is an opportunity for you to share it you know instead of just keeping it inside and and i find that uh extremely powerful in that sense to give uh, a voice to to that sort of voiceless aspect in a way mm. <clears throat> yeah absolutely and and i think if we're going through a difficult time i think we we can look like you said on on social media and see people who seem to have an amazing life and and have it all together and although it might seem like it, it wouldn't boost your mood to listen to people who've, who are also going through a difficult time, in, in some way it does, because I think, like you said, it has that hope that they were going through this really difficult time, but they managed to get through it. So maybe that's possible for me as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's maybe the, the hope or maybe a bit cathartic as well in some way to to listen to. to yeah, yeah. And, and I think what helps as well is that, you know, it's not like you're seeing 
like uh, CEOs or global pop stars or you know experts in their field on stage, where sometimes if they if they try to share share their their failures and and you know um, uh, talk about their own worst experiences, it can seem a little bit like pandering, right? Because mm-hmm. here they are from a position of of you know privilege where they're super successful or, or mega rich, and then it can seem like they're just you know, talking down or just uh, trying to speak and sympathize with, with, you know, us regular people just for the sake of it, right? Mm. Yeah, so so it helps that most of the speakers are just regular people day to day, just trying to live. And then, you know, they go, they, they, they have the sort of uh, very relatable experiences, fears, dreams, desires, ambitions, and then they go through failures, but more importantly, that they've somehow managed to overcome it, which I think is... Uh, I don't know, a, a remarkable sign of the strength of the human spirit or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it and it makes us feel yeah, like that we've got that that reserve, that human spirit as well. And and you said relatable there, and that was the the word that was going around my head as well. Um, rather than like you said, the CEOs or the people who seem to have everything or be in some way out of touch because their lives are maybe so different from exactly uh, you know us ordinary people <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> yeah there's a podcast um I don't know if you've heard of it called how to fail um mm. which I've listened to and and that has a similar um a slightly similar idea in that it talks to people about how they failed but it does talk to people who are famous about how they failed so it's interesting to listen to and to have those conversations um specifically about failure but because their lives are very different, it's it's not as relatable. And and I know in screwed up moments, you've got a slightly different focus. So I don't know if you could share generally the sorts of stories that people share, the sort of events that they're yeah. talking about on your podcast. Sure, definitely. Yeah, so um, a little bit of a disclaimer, because we started out in uh, Singapore. So most of so the entire guest list for the first season. So we've just done uh, one season so far. We've had nine speakers. Mm-hmm. And all these nine speakers had previously spoken at the live event. So that's how we were able to get them on. Mm-hmm. So most of these will have a sort of Singaporean accent to them. So they're speaking English, but there there's some, you know, a bit of slang thrown in here, thrown in here and there. So maybe a little bit difficult to to yep. understand at points. But I, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of one of uh one of my closest friends is from Singapore. So I'll just ah. have to get her in to <laughs> translate help, for help, me. Help you translate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 for the most part it's uh it, it, I think it's quite understandable. And I think some of the most um memorable episodes for me so there was this one story and uh, it was this girl who was I was introduced to and her story was a case of uh, psychosis right so this mental illness and previously I I had no idea about I I didn't have the faintest clue about what psychosis was I thought it was just something that made people go crazy right it's like they depict Mm. in in movies or tv but then when I was speaking to her, she just seemed like a completely normal girl, just like a regular person, you know? And, and it was kind of strange because it's like suddenly my, my worldview was, was slowly starting to, to shift and all these perceptions and everything. And so basically her, her, her story was that um, because of this chemical imbalance in her brain, uh, I think it was too much serotonin or something. Yeah, basically it was some, it was some chemical that was going, uh, wrong in her brain she uh went through this phase whereby she was like um seeing hallucinations and getting uh super anxious and getting i think m- maybe a little bit of delusion as well but mm-hmm. she was going through a phase where she was losing 
her her touch, her grip on reality, and mm. then it sort of manifested itself in this、um, one screwed up moment where, you know, during dinner with her family, she just started、uh, shouting and screaming and running around the kitchen, which to the outsider looks completely、uh, insane. Like it, it's like a crazy scene, and then you know.、Um, Her relatives had to call the ambulance. Her neighbors had to come in. She even told me that、uh, during that that period, right, she had I think four men, four grown men, pin her down, and she was still, you know, able to to wriggle and, and struggle against them. So it was quite a surreal moment、uh, when she was telling me all this.、Mm. But the but but the most striking part about her story, I think, was、uh, the part about the the medication. I think that that was the most eye opening thing because from a sort of outside perspective, when we look at mental illness, right, we 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 like to think that, or or I guess it's easy to think that the illness itself is the worst part of this、um, of the whole ordeal. You know, the, the her psychosis、mm. itself. But as she relates it, the psychosis was just、uh, one bit of it. After she went to after she was admitted to a mental hospital, and then afterwards she was discharged. The diff- real difficult part was trying to get back into、uh, society and trying to live a normal life. Because medication, it to to put it very bluntly, it sort of robs you of your freedom in a way that、um, when she took the medication, she would get extremely drowsy at night. So she she would have to sleep at like by I think ten or eleven, and then if she stopped taking her medication, her symptoms would come back, and then she would start having the hallucinations and the delu- the delusions again. So It really is. It really puts you, the 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 patient of the mental illness, in a very very difficult position. And it was something that I never never knew before.、Uh, I spoke to her. So yeah, that was the really.、Uh, it, it was quite quite scary to be honest.、Mm. And I think I mean, I don't know a huge amount about antipsychotic drugs、um, generally, but I think with any mental illness. There quite often are a few different drugs, and so there can be that process of trying to find the one that works for you, that that gives you the the greater sense of normality, if you like, in your life.、Mm. Um, and I wonder if she spoke about general perceptions of people, because I think we have we're having more of a conversation now about depression and anxiety,、um, and I think even things like OCD that they're more talked about and. Slightly more understood, but I think when you get into things like psychosis, there is a real fear there, and there are so many ideas that that people have about those conditions. I wonder if she experienced any difficulties in in that way of of what people thought. Yeah. So in 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 her case,、uh, I would say that how her friends and her family treated her weren't as as bad as.、Um, As as I think、uh, other people might have experienced it, because、uh, she would say to me that her friends were very understanding. You know, they accommodated to her needs. You know, when uh, when this uh, when this uh, girl, uh, her name is、uh, she she didn't use her real name, but her pseudonym was、uh, Rachel. When Rachel said that, you know, I can't stay out too late, then her friends would be okay. Then her friends would be okay. Then you know, her parents said as well. They were very accommodating. I think during this period as well, she had to sleep in her parents' room for her own safety,、uh, just in case she ever、uh, experienced any of the symptoms again. So she 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 did mention to me, however, that it wasn't so much. This is my opinion, at least. It wasn't so much as how other people were treating her, but how she perceived the outside world to look at her.、Mm. So this is 
so so the way I saw it is that you know this is the reason why she uh, why she didn't want to use her real name on the podcast. This is the reason uh, why she has tried to keep this uh, uh, under wraps is because she would she was uh, she was scared that this might affect her employment because she works in a sort of a government in a, in a government position at the time, and then she was afraid that if people found out about her condition, then she wouldn't be allowed to to work there. So in in I, I guess maybe that that is a a bit of the, the the reality of the situation as well is that the world is it, it is a very very it, it can be a very cruel and unkind world to people living with mental illness mm. through Rachel especially the kind of vibe that I got was that she never wanted this this illness in the first place and she never did anything to warrant it it was just uh, by happenstance that the chemical imbalance happened. But then now that even as she is trying to, you know, recover from it, she's still suffering all these, all the consequences from it. You know, she still has to curtail her own freedom in order to to continue taking the medication. She still has to keep her story under wraps. You know, she still can't really uh, uh, tell her story. It's it's uh yeah. And and then and then you know when you when you go and apply for jobs, you can't reveal this part about yourself, or you risk not you know, getting hired and stuff. So yeah, it is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think definitely with employment, I think that some of the conditions that I mentioned, the depression and the anxiety, that now, at least in the UK, with a lot of employers, it's it's almost it's okay to disclose those. There's that understanding that you can still um, maintain a job having those conditions. Um, but I think, yeah, with psychosis, that that I can understand that that kind of fear and not wanting to have people know because, I, yeah, I think that there is still that. Um, I don't know if fear is the right word or misunderstanding or just it's because you're out of touch with reality. It's um, viewed differently, I think. And I think that's why thank you for sharing that story, because one of the things on the podcast, lots of people that come on, we do talk about depression, anxiety and, and things like that. And I think, you know, things like psychosis that aren't talked about so much in society. I think it's really important to have those conversations so that people just become more aware of them and, and what they're really like. So thank you for sharing yeah. That example. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, um, would you say, or what would you say, is the kind of biggest thing that you've learnt from running this podcast? Yeah. Um, so this is the, the 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 crazy thing, right, about doing doing a show like this and the experience after speaking through speaking with like nine of these guests for the first season and then continuing to do so um, is that you you sort of get. Not say a first-hand account, but a very close account because you're speaking with the first-hand uh, people who experience these these issues. So, so it's like for me, I, I was never exposed that much to cases of mental illness. So, being able to understand and try to listen to them and try to speak to them as normal people, it really speaks volumes about the sort of the strength of the human spirit, as I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. So, um, and 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 one way I like to put. And one way, one way I like to put this right is that um, there was this story about I'm not sure if you've heard of Julie Ip Williams. I'm not sure. Yeah, so so Julie, so Julie Ip Williams. Uh, there was this story. She released like a book and a podcast and a blog uh, a, a, a few years back. But anyway, so her story is that she was born blind. Uh, she fled mm-hmm. to America to escape the Vietnam War. But even through these difficult, difficult circumstances, she still managed to graduate, get married, have a successful career, and then, and then, but then would contract colon cancer and die at the age of forty-two. It is 
really tragic. And uh, in those last few months before she passed, she wrote like these blog posts. Some of them would be really angry, cathartic blog posts. You know, why would this happen to me? Very resentful kind of stuff. And then at some points at towards the end, it's almost like an acceptance, right? And there was this one blog that always, always just always just stuck with me because it was so, it, it, I don't know, it, to, to me, it encapsulated the whole reason why I'm doing this series in the first place. And if I, if I could, uh, I'll, I'll read a, a bit of the portion of the blog post. So she yeah. left this, so she addressed this uh, blog post to her two daughters, right? And then the blog post, uh, part of it reads, you will forever be the kids whose mother died of cancer. As your mother, I wish I could protect you from the pain, but also as your mother, I want you to feel the pain, to live it, embrace it, and then learn from it. This is my challenge to you, my sweet girls, to take an ugly tragedy and transform it into a source of beauty, love, strength, courage, and wisdom. And so that last part, to take an ugly tragedy and transform it into a source of beauty, love, strength, courage, and wisdom. When I first listened to Julie's story, I could never understand that part because I could never understand how someone who had gone through as many tragedies as she has could ever have this sort of mindset but then after speaking you know to more and more people about their screwed up moments it, it the, the it starts to click more for me and and that is what i mean by the strength of the human spirit because when you look at it at, at, on, on a bare face right when we look at it barefaced uh, at these stories it is really bleak some of them are really tragic there was one i tell you there was one there was one lady um lauren she went through four miscarriages right there was another lady who um, got into a near-fatal uh, car accident. Her, her broke her spine and everything, but still managed to pull through. But then, time and time again, I keep hearing from the stories how you know they they managed to get to to get out of it, you know, to to learn from it, to grow from these experiences, and they somehow managed to take these ugly tragedies and transform it into something beautiful. And, and, you know, maybe a source of courage, wisdom, strength, or love. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's quite a crazy experience, I have to say. <laughs> mm. yeah. yeah, it's quite remarkable, isn't it? Mm. Um, but I, th- I, I really like the, um, the point slightly earlier where you said about wanting them to experience it, because I think sometimes we obviously don't want to go through painful experiences, and we sometimes just try and push them down and not deal with them. And that doesn't end well (laughs) just you know you're keeping this (laughs) this this pain inside and actually sometimes with grief maybe or anger these things you have to in some way experience the emotion even if it's powerful and overwhelming and uncomfortable to be able to process it and in some way deal with it or, or come to terms with it because otherwise you're just in this state of denial and trying to you know keep it locked in which isn't comfortable either so um, I really like that part of the message that actually, yes, it's going to, you know, it's hard, it's painful, but you need to experience that. And then, like you said, it, it can become something beautiful. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. So I have uh, some set questions that I ask everyone on the podcast. Sure. Um, so it'd be great to hear from you some of some of your thoughts. Um, so the first one is what always boosts your mood or what brings you joy? In your life right so um i'm currently living with my wife and my uh my cat who we just adopted uh recently <laughs> so those are the things that bring me joy but other than that i've been uh trying to learn to cook more 
mm-hmm. I just made steak. I I just、uh, cooked steak for me and my wife on Valentine's Day. So that that brought me joy. The first time it didn't go too badly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but、um, yeah, you know, podcasting,、uh, living living life、uh, on a day to day basis. Yeah. Just, just、uh, enjoying the little things、uh, as it happens. Yeah, awesome. That's something that comes up quite a lot in the podcast about, yeah, appreciating the you know the little moments in life, and and they're the things that make a life, aren't they? Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh, this one might be similar. Sometimes it's for people.、Uh, mm. What makes life meaningful for you? Ah, okay. So I, I really like this question, and、uh, I, I, I really, I really like that you brought up the point that it's quite similar because.、Um, Uh, I, I'm not sure if you're aware. There was this study recently done. I think it was on the economics of of happiness or something. But basically, they delineated two different kinds of happiness. One is the、mm-hmm. sort of、uh, temperamental day to day happiness, and that was sort of what I took to mean the the what brings you joy question.、Mm-hmm. But then there was also a different、uh, kind of happiness, which is more of like your your life goal or your or like something、uh, like your ambition kind of thing. And this is like a long-term happiness, and that's what I take to be、uh, this. Uh, this this、uh, this is what I take this question to be. So,、uh, in terms of what what、uh, makes life meaningful for me, well,、uh, I can say that in the past I used to be extremely extremely shy, <laughs> very very socially awkward. In fact,、um, if ten-year-old me could see that here I am speaking、uh, in a in a in a remote interview to someone、uh, you know <laughs> who I barely <laughs> met before, they would be pretty shocked as well. But for some reason, I managed to find to find a way to express myself myself and my voice through podcasting, and then through screwed-up moments, I discovered a sort of purpose and and deeper meaning in helping others find their voice too. So yeah, so so. Currently, now it's、um, what really gives me、uh, meaning in life is to help these underrepresented voices、uh, shine shine through, I guess, or or shine a spotlight on them, tell their stories, yeah, <laughs> through podcasts.、Yeah. Amazing, yeah,、mm. that that's fab. I mean, yeah, I think that interpretation of the the two different types of happiness. I don't think I was thinking about it in that way when I came up with the questions, but I think that is a, a good kind of、um, understanding of what the what the questions are pointing to, and、um, and I think it's so important for for people who have a platform in some way or a skill in some way of you know being able to create podcasts to help people who are underrepresented have a voice. I think is really powerful. So. Thank you for the amazing work that you're doing、uh, <laughs> to <you> . people. <laughs> um, so my next question. So on the Psyche podcast, we talk、um, about mental wellness and we talk about mental illness and different experiences. But not everyone will experience、um, a period of mental illness in their life.、Um, mm. So mental wellness, I think, is something that we all should be thinking about because it's about looking after ourselves. <laughs> so yeah. yeah.、Um, So, what does mental wellness mean to you, and how do you look after your own mental well-being?、Uh, yeah, so, so I think that's a very、um, interesting question, and I don't. And, and personally, I really don't think a lot of people think this through a lot.、Mm. Um, and certainly, I myself was in the same situation as well. But it wasn't only until, and 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 I really only didn't know about this until I was working on a separate project, was where I was able to speak to some experts in the field of、uh, mindfulness, right?、Mm-hmm. And then you know this practitioner, she shared with me tips on mindfulness, what mindfulness really is, and then you know she had me go through these practices whereby it's just observing and paying attention to what's around you and what's happening inside you. 
and so to me mental mental wellness is um i think now when i think of it it's more of like uh living in moderation and then at the same time being aware of what's happening internally because uh for a lot of us these days life seems to be happening on the outside and we just seem to be bystanders in that in, in that sense because we're so busy with our various obligations you know our work our family our friends and everything that if you really think about it you don't actually sit down and 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 think about what's going on what are you feeling you know what are you uh, what are your thoughts how did you feel about this incident that incident and that is sort of uh, a a bit of the factor about why i i guess um a lot of people like you mentioned earlier don't really admit to their pain or just keep it keep it hidden down because they don't really tend to have a lot of these reflective moments mm-hmm. uh which is where you know maybe things like journaling or talking to friends could could sort of help with that but but yeah to me mental illness is uh, sorry mental wellness is um i think trying to take the time reflect and be understand and 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 try and reflect a little bit of what's happening inside you that means you know maybe for 5 minutes before you go to bed right instead of just lying down and and you know scrolling through your phone scrolling through instagram or or watching something on youtube just sit there and maybe think about the stuff that's happened throughout the day how did it make you feel were you angry why were you why were you angry etc cetera, etc cetera. and then um the the crazy thing about when when you actually start to do this is that the next time these feelings start to come up you actually start to notice it which puts you at a more better position to then decide okay what do i want to do with this now do i want to just let it go or can or do i want to let it take control of me and i think that as um that to me is what uh at, at least to me that's what mental wellness is about <laughs> yeah mm. Yeah, and I think that's very important that idea of yeah, checking in with yourself and uh seeing how how you are and and I think that is a bit of a skill to develop if you, if you've never done it before, but like you said, you then start to to notice things more once you've drawn attention to it. Do you yeah. still um use any of the mindfulness techniques that you learnt? I think not I think not so much now. I did it as part of a sort of challenge thing. It was like a a 5-day 5-day challenge thing just to to to, to try it out. Throughout the 5 days I I could really by the end of it I could really see like oh wow you know um because because of the so so the whole challenge was that um I was supposed to do this like like quick 2 minute exercise uh to incorporate mindfulness into a daily routine so I did it with my morning coffee right and then how what I would do is that um from day 1 to day 5 I would go up to the roof bring up my morning coffee and then try to soak in the morning there And then on on the days uh on on several of these days it was raining so I I couldn't sit down anywhere and it was an, it was annoying me right but by day 5 it was like it was raining again but I could actually realize that I was getting annoyed and I and I understood why I was getting annoyed and so yeah but but since then um uh it's sort of been on and off I'm try, I'm, I'm trying to incorporate more of it <laughs> we'll see mm. <laughs> yeah I I think sometimes with mindfulness um if people are, are learning it they will maybe learn little techniques like that they can use or things like um a, a meditation but then if you go into the rest of your day and you're completely out of touch <laughs> with what's going on it's not really being mindful so i suppose even if you're not doing those if you are checking in with yourself and seeing how you're doing you are still being mindful just in a more i don't know connected way Yeah. Yeah. So, um my next question, one of the other big things that we talk about is mindset and and how that can shape 
how we view the world, how we view ourselves, the the choices we make, you know, everything. (laughs) So um, can you describe your mindset? Yeah. um, Yeah. So so this is the most difficult question for me because I... I, (laughs) I don't really I understand. I don't really understand my own mindset sometimes. Um, but yeah. I guess, but I guess, if if uh, you know, if if I could say anything, it's it's the way that I've always sort of approached or treated people. A lot of people might call me naive, but I always try to see or relate to the human side of people. You know, a lot of people when you meet them, they tend to put on like masks and stuff right so they try to put on a face they try to portray an identity you know maybe they want to show that they're powerful they're like a ceo they have some status or or wealth or something i can't relate to those to those parts of people i really more to like you know internal desires and stuff so whenever i try to meet new people or talk to them that is where I, i i i can approach them and i always i always take this approach and and it sort of acts as like a, a leveler uh, or an equalizer in a sense for me. So it keeps me grounded in the sense that even though I'm talking to someone who may be extremely successful or who's gone through the depths of tragedy, it's like I am still speaking to someone of an equal footing because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just thinking this is another human being just like I am. So I don't know if that is really a mindset or not, but... <laughs> But yeah, it's just it's just yeah. a, a general approach that I've that I've always had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, I mean it is the one that people find most difficult. But yeah, I suppose it's yeah your mindset or your outlook on life, the way you approach things. So yeah, and 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 I love that idea of trying to see or speak to the human in people rather than getting all wrapped up in in the different masks that that people wear. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great approach to have. Uh, on the podcast, we like to try and give listeners some ideas of strategies and techniques that they could maybe try out in their own life. So I ask guests to leave listeners with between one and three strategies that you would suggest that they could put in place in their life that would have a massive impact. And so these could be things from you or, or maybe things that you've picked up from the guests that you've spoken to on the Screwed Up Moments podcast. Um, but do you have one to three strategies that you could share? Yeah, so um, I have one strategy. And, and the reason that it's only one strategy is because it's really, really difficult uh, okay. to sort of execute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, 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 and that is to be, uh, to be honest yourself, to be honest with yourself and to live truthfully. Um, I think for a lot of people, we really don't understand what it means by this statement. Uh, but it really means to always be constantly reflecting, always to be asking yourself questions. Am I doing this? What am I doing this for? Uh, who am I doing this for? Is this really right for me? And then if if you're being honest, it's also in instances whereby you find yourself in a not so desirable situation to say, you know, do I really, can I really get out of the situation? Uh, uh, am I limiting myself? Am I preventing myself? to get out of the situation. And the reason why I'd say I say it's so it's so difficult to execute is because sometimes people really, really, really do not want or sometimes it can even be very difficult to sort of grasp the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So um for instance, uh I recently spoke to one one guest for Screwed Up Moments, right? She's faced she's faced through a lot 
of uh, of trauma and tragedy in her life, in her childhood and upbringing. So she's been, you know, uh, she's witnessed domestic abuse, domestic violence, you know, uh, even sexual abuse. And uh, through all these experiences, it sort of uh, led her down a very uh, dangerous path. Uh, well, not say not say dangerous, but it, it sort of led her to spiral out of control. She became a very angry teenager. She started mixing around with uh, men who were not that great for her. You know that sort of that sort of thing. She made very bad, um, you know, investment decisions, that kind of thing, right? But the the most striking thing was that she told me um, that she had a conversation with a, a therapist, right? Like a, like a relationship love coach kind of thing. Mm. And then the love coach uh, told her basically that um, you are doing this to yourself. Stop harming to yourself. Stop letting your, uh, your, your, your trauma limit your, your life or something, or, or something to that extent. And then she said, she said in, her, in her own words that these were like the, the, it was like a revelation to her. Because previously she had only viewed herself and her whole life and the world through her own victim narrative, right? Whereby victims are always, it's always someone else's fault. It's always um, someone else who's putting all the, the, the punishment. It's always someone else who's doing this, who's doing that to her, right? And then she said it is because of that, that she could never really move on and try to grow past that. Because of that, that self-imposed sort of uh, victim narrative. Well, well, I mean, uh, not self-imposed, but it, it was... Um, circumstantially it happened to her but the narrative was self-imposed yeah and that was what what uh kept limiting her and you know on its surface right it is so difficult to take this advice seriously because i mean i mean even myself when if if i were to put myself in her shoes right to go through all that and then to seek help and to help to have this you know therapist that you paid for tell you that actually all of this is your fault like like it, it's who who would take that right who who wouldn't act defensively and say that you know why am i paying money for you why am i paying money to you just to just to victim blame me right <laughs> yeah and 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 yeah it's it is really difficult but honestly it's um sometimes in order to move on that is what people need to do is to be honest and to to live truthfully yeah. <laughs> I think when you said it, you know, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Just you live honestly, but like you said it it's really difficult to do. And mm. and I think sometimes there might be things that have happened to us and we've got these patterns of behavior uh similar to the example that you gave, but we might not even be aware that we're doing it, which mm. so although it can be frustrating when the therapist says that, it could just be that you're just following this pattern that you know that doesn't work but in some way serve some kind of protective purpose or it's kind of what you know and by being honest about it and having a therapist bring it to your attention you can try and take a different route or um, have a different narrative but it sounds simple but so difficult and and I think sometimes you can know the truth in some way but you can't accept it <laughs> you can, you don't want to hear it you don't want to know it um, yeah so it can yeah. be resistant to it yeah this this uh i i, I think this uh, sort of advice as well it it, it really it, it colored my whole idea on on this idea of positivity you know mm. like um i think a lot especially when the term gets so thrown and overused in social media and in youtube and on, on facebook and instagram and whatnot you know people always say yeah just just live with a positive mindset that's all you need you know you got to have that positive mindset people say this often enough and it, it cheapens the effect right 
so mm-hmm. that you know from an outsider if you're really going through problems when people just tell you yeah just just be positive it, it's it's uh it seems like why 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 the hell should i even listen to you you know what what yeah. what are those two words going to going to help but mm-hmm. in in all, in all honesty like with this statement right be honest with yourself and live truthfully if you were to take that that uh statement be positive seriously and and try to implement it you would realize it is actually not easy at all because a lot of the times life is not very uh nice to us <laughs> the world can be very cruel and unkind you know circumstances can happen and and a lot of times it doesn't make sense at all like like the case of uh, Julie Ip Williams right she went through all this stuff and she she finally succeeded out of all of her obstacles you know she she finally managed to to get past all the obstacles only to get cancer and die at 42 it just sometimes it, it it doesn't make sense and that is why being positive you know it, it, it in itself is is already a very um a, a good bit of good bit of advice because sometimes it really is irrational to be to be positive sometimes is it, sometimes it is just that little bit of faith or a little bit of hope that you keep clinging on to because otherwise you would just be consumed by the craziness happening around the world yeah <laughs> mm, yeah and i think it's i mean it's something i try and have a, a a positive outlook when i can but i think as we said um earlier the the kind of um you sometimes you need to experience these these uh, negative emotions sometimes you can't be 100% positive and sometimes it's okay to be like actually i'm really angry and i need to feel that but then yeah. to i think to try and have a return to a positive outlook um is a is a good thing to aim for but i think sometimes also when people with the mindset thing they're like you know you need to have a positive mindset if you're coming from such a negative place that can be such a leap and i think sometimes you just maybe want to aim for a neutral <laughs> place <first. laughs> like if you're if you're coming from a place of and i think a lot of the times it maybe is to do with how we feel about ourselves so say you are coming from a place of real self-hatred maybe mm. just try and like be okay with yourself first before you're like i have to love myself because they're two extremes and exactly you know yeah. So, so um yeah i do think it is it's a really good thing to to try and aim to do but i do think sometimes it's if you're just saying to people hey just be positive sometimes that can lead to people trying to just bury those feelings so i think it's yeah. uh yeah, it's a yeah. Good, good thing to aim for but um yeah i, th- I think yeah. i think definitely um for 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 people the the good thing the 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 good thing to sort of know before they try to implement this is to be to be real with the whole situation right it's like mm. if you are very um self-deprecating and you really you know self self-loathing kind of uh, uh kind of mindset you're not going to mm. immediately switch into like a, a tony robbins or some motivational speaker overnight <laughs> right all these things the change takes time and it takes mm. a lot of hard work Yeah, this is the reality of the situation, you know, even though all those, you know, motivational speakers might have you believe otherwise, it, a lot of it is um uh, uh blood sweat and tear, tears internally and a lot of effort. Yeah, so you got to yeah. be got to be real with it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I think also that uh, like you said the circumstances because if you <laughs> imagine um if if someone has just lost someone really close to them, you say, "Hey, just be positive." <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not really the like the time and place for it so yeah 
Yeah, you you got you you got to be strategic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, maybe that's a, a message to give them a bit further down the line, but not straight away. It's <laughs> yeah. So, um, how can people connect with you if they want to find out more about working with you with podcasts or listening to Screwed Up Moments? How can people find you? Yeah, sure. So, um, I I have a website called FableProductions.com. That is F A B L and then Productions.com, and then I have a a Facebook and Instagram as well. And then uh, if you want to find the show Screwed Up Moments, uh, that is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, CastBox, Google Podcasts, everywhere that you can find mm-hmm. podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, we can definitely put links in the show notes so that Thank people you. can find them from mm-hmm. there. Thank you so, so much, Danny, for joining us today. It's been really fun to chat to you and, and to talk to another podcaster <laughs> about, your, uh, about your show. Um, thank you thank you so much yeah thank you hannah for having me on yeah you're very welcome so let's talk a little bit about psychosis someone who is experiencing psychosis will process the world differently to other people around them so and that's how we experience the world what we believe how we view things Uh, so this could be hallucinations so seeing hearing feeling things that others do not. It could be having delusions. And again, we mentioned these briefly on Monday. So believing things um, that aren't true. So believing that you have superpowers, for example, or that you're guilty of something that, that you're not. And so traditionally, psychosis has been seen as a symptom of mental illness. That's not always the case. It's not always because of mental illness. And psychosis is something we've talked about previously. Uh, When we had Cassie on the podcast in episode 21, we talked about postpartum mental health. We talked about postpartum psychosis then. So the common features of psychosis are hallucinations. So as we've said, hearing voices, seeing things other people can't see, feeling someone's touching you and there's no one there, smelling things others cannot. So basically any of your senses can have hallucinations. And hearing voices or other sounds is the most common hallucination, but it's different for everyone. So the the voices could be male or female, someone you know or someone you've never heard in a different language or accent, whispering or shouting or negative and disturbing. And it it could happen sometimes or all the time. Uh, Delusions could be things like being followed by secret agents, that people are out to get you, trying to kill you, that you've had something planted in your brain to monitor your thoughts. It could be that you have special powers, that you are God sometimes. And these are not always found distressing by people experiencing them, but often they are. Uh, So some people can work still while they're experiencing psychosis and and some people are not able to. So psychosis can be a one-off, it could be part of a long-term mental health condition, it could be part of a neurological condition such as dementia, Alzheimer's or Parkinson's caused by a brain injury, a side effect of medication. It's, um, yeah, there's not just one reason for experiencing it. And as we talked about on Monday, it can be associated with bipolar it can also be associated 
with schizophrenia, induced by drugs, postpartum psychosis that we talked about with Cassie. It can come up with associated with lots of different mental illnesses. And again, this information is from Rethink Mental Illness. So definitely check out there if you want to find out more. They have information uh, about the causes, help and treatment, how to manage. If you are listening to this and you are the carer, relative or friend of someone who is experiencing a psychosis, there is a section of information on that and further reading as well. And again, if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, your GP would be your first point of call, but they would talk to a psychiatrist before giving any antipsychotic medication or anything like that. And it might be you're referred to a secondary mental health team if it's the first time that you have experienced psychosis. That's a brief whiz through of some information. Again, if you are a more visual person, uh, I'm just going to do a quick search on YouTube. And TED is like my go-to for people sharing experiences. Obviously, there will be other people sharing stories not on TED, but I just think it's uh, fairly reputable, if you like. So if you just put in TED psychosis, you've got quite a few people sharing their experiences. Uh, My psychosis is a different reality, about early intervention, about the spiritual awakening. There's one, and I've, um, I taught A-level psychology, and so we talked about psychosis. There is a TED talk that I would absolutely recommend, which I'll link in the show notes, which is The Voices in My Head by Eleanor Longden. And this is one that I have watched many times with students and would definitely recommend because I just think her approach to her voices is, is maybe quite different. So I hope that information has been useful to you. And just lastly, Julie Yip Williams was the person that Danny referred to um, who had a blog about her um, stage for colon cancer and her life struggles and the experiences that, that she went through. And again, we'll put her name in the show notes so that you can find her if you're interested in reading more of her blog or her writing and and her experiences. So I want to say thank you again to Danny for joining us for this episode. And hopefully you found it useful, you found it interesting. His podcast, again, is the Screwed Up Moments podcast. And again, we'll link to that as well. And we will be back next week with just the one episode on Wednesday where we're joined by Craig and we'll be talking about addiction and mental well-being. So I hope you have a good week. As always, you can join us in our Facebook group, the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Community, where you can receive peer support, you can share your thoughts, your reactions to this episode or Monday's episode, you can ask questions and just get some peer support. And you can also just pop in and say hi to us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Psyche Coaching and that's Psyche, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching. So have a good week, look after yourself and we will see you on Wednesday. Bye.